0: an emphasis on the aftermath and how it impacts your life. If you appreciate diversity of topics and want to come along for the ride, if you're looking for cutting-edge programs, information resources, inspiring people that assist you in finding your voice, you have come to the right place. This is Donna Argore, a.k.a. Lady Justice, your host, my co-host Delilah Jones, president of ImaginePublicity.com. Uh, uh, And we welcome you today And thank you for listening and sharing this podcast So um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening To everyone across the nation Wherever you may be listening Um, And welcome to another edition of Shattered Lives Radio It's wonderful to have you And I think we we have to say today We kind of have a a reunion of sorts Because it's been quite a long time Since we've had uh, Jill Harrington and we have uh, um, Jane, uh, uh, Jane Lillian Vance um, along with her today to talk about um, help save the next girl and all of the um, activities that are going on uh, today as well as in the future. So um, I just want to say good morning, uh, Delilah. And, you know, it's it's really great to, to have these two here because they are um, a powerful team, and and are continue to be the voice for crime victims. Isn't that right?
1: You're absolutely right. It's it's a pleasure and an honor always to, like you say, this is kind of like a reunion because. But I don't think we've had the two of them on together, which is going sure. to be, you know, even more <laughs> interesting because we're going to get um, we're going to get two different perspectives on what they're doing together. And I think listeners are going to be quite surprised and, and also very honored to hear about this. Yes,
0: yes, indeed. And, you know, I just want to say something that, that um, they wrote or Jane passed on that kind of sets the whole tone. Um, And I think this, this came from Jill. We, we refuse to be defined uh, by our injuries we're, you know, we're about resilience and positive energy, and I try to come across from that perspective, too. So I think those of us that do this kind of work are cut from the same cloth, and so that this makes it all the more special for me. So Jill and Jane, welcome to Shattered Lives Radio again. Thank you so much for being with us. It's, it's a pleasure to have you.
2: Thank you so much, Donna. We appreciate the opportunity to speak with uh, both of you and to share our story uh, in a wider fashion.
3: Thank you, Donna and Delilah. It's nice to be back with you, and I'm always pleased to be part of a show with Jill.
0: Yes, and and you you are the you are the team. Um, so I want I for those people who may be listening who are new listeners, can you just can you give us a an overview with regard to the circumstances of how Help Save the Next Girl came came about as a result of what happened with with Morgan, just so that people know they're listening for the first time.
2: Yes, I'll be happy to do that, Donna. Thank you. Um, In 2009, our 20-year-old daughter, Morgan, was a uh, junior at Virginia Tech, and she – Spent the night with us and then went to a concert in Charlottesville, Virginia, with some friends of hers. Uh, However, uh, during the concert, uh, she was abducted and murdered. Um, We did not find uh, her killer for five years. Uh, And then uh, after another killing, um, we finally arrested the serial killer who murdered our daughter, Um, From the very beginning, my response to our daughter being taken, missing, murdered, her body was found after 101 days, was it was not anger. I I still do not hate Jesse Matthew, who killed our daughter Morgan. Um, I was not motivated by hatred. I was motivated by the urge to protect other young women and spare other families the grief that we had um, been forced to endure. Um, You know, it's interesting, in your intro, you talked about shattered lives, and yes, our lives that we had built were shattered. And there is a choice uh, at such a time to either continue to be broken or to transform. You must become something different you must relinquish what was and create something new and you know from shards of things shattered pieces you can make a mosaic it's not the same life that we had but just like a mosaic it's an abstract and it has as much beauty and joy in it as our previous life
0: and where does that come from? Does that come from your upbringing or spirituality or religious belief of uh, belief that you you decided you and Dan decided to have that mindset,
2: Jill? You, you know Donna, I think the very, you know, the bedrock, the the foundation of my faith is that you know, if God is in all things, then every single occurrence um has the possibility of good in it, despite all appearances, and you know what some if you if you believe something then it it should if it is a truth, then it will stand despite circumstances and even with our daughter being murdered, I held fast to that belief that if I would just allow it and keep my thumb off the nozzle that something good could result directly from Morgan's death. And many, many blessings have come to us as a direct result of uh, a heinous act. And that is how you neutralize evil.
3: Donna, Delilah, yeah. this is Jane. Um, yep. For your listeners, I know you are already gasping at Jill's balance, her perfect balance of the practical and the. Spiritual, She really has um, defined uh, a response to injury that is positive and unselfish and that helps us all see that there is uh, a way out of hell and a way back to um, beauty and to forward motion. You know, when I was a little girl, my mother would sometimes ask me, to um, shine up the silver service and uh, it was a complicated job for a little girl with a rag and that pink um, shine sauce and I would shine it and then I would see what I see in Jill every time I speak to her that there are tarnished things and tarnished times but underneath there is still that gleaming, that beauty and that's what Jill insists on in this world to find that in people and communities and service.
0: Yeah, well you, you you paint wonderful pictures both with your with your your brushes and and with your words, Jane, and it's always an inspiration too. So how did um because your philosophy as well, Jane, with, with your background, tell our audience with respect you were teaching at at, at uh, Virginia Tech, correct. And how did you come into the the fold with the um, evolve, evolving of Help Save the Next Girl and the and the formation of that in the beginning? Just to give a little bit of the backstory, I did teach at Virginia Tech for
3: a dozen years. I stopped to um, help co-author Jill's um, book, Morgan's book. We call it. Um, I do work with. Uh, children who have special needs because my art is a language that can unlock their potential, um, and I'm a painter and a writer. But my part in Help Save the Next Girl happened because in the last spring of her life, Morgan Harrington at Virginia Tech was my front row student in a course called The Creative Process, which was... very writing intensive philosophical look at resilience and injury and uh, she was such a good writer she was a an accomplished artist for a young woman and uh, her final essay and project was really a love letter to her parents Uh, so after her um, being missing and when on January the 26 2010 her body was found I knew I had to Contact the Harringtons. I didn't know them. I I loved my student Morgan, but I found a way to contact her parents to give them uh, this love letter, really, from her daughter, who was praising both her father and her mother for being uh, constant and spiritual, such examples. And when I met the Harringtons, um, we quickly joined forces. And have never stopped trying to
0: help save the next girl. Wow, that's 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 beautiful. And so now, fast forwarding to two thousand and eighteen, with all of the, we'll, we'll talk about what what makes your organization unique and whatnot. But how do you kind of divide and conquer in terms of the tasks that need to be done, and how do how do the two of you operate so that you get? All of your things accomplished with your network and everything. Can you give me kind of a a day in the life, Jill?
2: Whoever, uh, whoever it, wants it to sounds, that. It sounds uh, much more organized as you lay it out there. Um, <laughs> you know, we we have uh, we are an all volunteer army of few people um, who kind of um, are are the structure of the organization. Um, but everybody, we've worked together um, solidly. I I really like having people who are um, passionate and committed and competent. And um, I, I we don't have to assign tasks because everyone has their own strengths. And it's almost like you dance. You don't say left foot, right foot, left foot. You just move in when the other person moves back. And we all know the steps to to this particular dance very well. And work well together
3: yeah I mean we're all um, teachers students media savvy um, people technology people um, law enforcement people and then you know we're we're very much um, motivated and led by the constant insight that streams from Jill who is a born healer really
0: Mm mm-hmm well, let's let's talk a little bit about what what distinguishes Help Save the Next Girl from other other nonprofits or just other people out there trying 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 to help the world. Because I think we all, including myself as Lady Justice, I mean, I have a certain focus, and so and, and it's not about competing; it's about working together. And I wish all of our groups could could kind of come under that mindset, and that's that's what I hope for the world because that's how we can accomplish even more if we all came together and saw that we are all unique. But with with that in, in mind, um, tell us, you know, what your focus is, what the priorities are, your philosophies are.
2: You know, our organization grew uh, organically. It it was not built in response to a business plan. And we, we almost figured out what we were doing by looking in the, the rearview mirror and saying, oh, yeah, that, that's, that's how you can characterize our work. Um, so initially, um, help save the next girl. So what do you do? Well, we thought we, we need to educate young people about ways to keep themselves um, protected from predatory danger. So we um, started uh, chapters or clubs in different um, schools. Uh, at this point in time, we have 80 chapters in schools, from middle schools through universities. I think we have one law school. Many here in, um, in our environs where people are more um aware of Morgan's story, but across the country, you know, as far away as California, um, across the world, we have um, some couple of international um, chapters as well. And we don't, you know, we, we even have one of our flyers says, we we don't have a mantra for you. We can't give you, you know, a a recipe for if you do these things, you'll be safe. You have to discuss and, and find some of your own answers where you are, but we give them the tools to do so. You know, we, we, um, hook them into up with uh, our other chapters. So all the, the young people can speak together. They don't need the information passed down from on high. They know the Mm -hmm. information they need to enforce, um, this learning on a peer level. Um, we also, we start them all off running. You know, we we send them a start kit with brochures and flyers and bracelets and pins and t-shirts, so that they don't have to say, "Yeah, we're interested in this cause," and then they have to go and have bake sales so that they have items to um, pass out to their um, um, other classmates. Uh, and at the same time, we are not caught up with um, the items the The shirts are are not i'm not a purveyor of t shirts every every one of the brochures and pins and t shirts and bracelets really is an opportunity for a conversation and when you mm-hmm. get the conversation going, then you can change um, attitudes and behaviors and save lives so the education yeah. is 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 a big part of what we do we also um do a lot of victim outreach, and that can take many different forms. Victim outreach can be helping families who have a missing um, loved one get um, flyers up on social media and help them um, maybe um, do events to raise um, awareness in the community that their family member is missing. Um, It can be helping families pay for funerals. Uh, It can be helping a family who has been uh, attending a long court session and uh, not going to work and can't make their electric bill. Mm -hmm. It can be going with those families and sitting in the court, which is a really intimidating and lonely place to be. So the the victim outreach piece is um, very important and, again, takes a lot of different forms. Then we also have, um, it, it became apparent that uh, a, a very impactful way of helping to save the next girl was to um, endorse legislation here in Virginia that would promote a more safe environment in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And we, uh, astonishingly to me, became um, lobbyists for different um, bills in Virginia and to date, have worked for and um, gotten past 16 uh, different bills in Virginia that enhance safety uh, for young people. 16
0: bills over a period of what it was is this since 2009? Um, yes, huh? yes, yeah. since 2009. Yeah, wow. it's
3: astonishing, isn't it, uh, <gasps> Donna and July last year? It um, is. That's why some people ask Jill if she's going to run for governor because her track record is uh, kind of extraordinary. You know, the American uh, painter Georgia O'Keeffe said, who painted all the big flowers, right? She said, you know, I could have been a much better painter, but as it happened, what I was doing was right for my time. And so it became known and it became discussed. Jill Harrington and this movement are right for our time. You know, we have uh, predators on phones. We have runaways. We have trafficked children. And Help Save the Next Girl is responsive and turn to each new um, dark corner where a predator or a danger exists. We write our own brochures. Some of them are very moving. We have a... A brochure about a, a runaway child. It's called "Dear Girl," and it's written from the point of view of a runaway who is now an angel, sending advice to the kids who think, "Ah, I'm sick of my home. I'm sick of homework," and how uh, easy it is to be fooled. You know, so so we keep producing. I think moving um, material. We we just produced a card for Virginia Tech, which was Morgan's University, called Keys Out, Eyes Up. And it shows a young woman uh, and teaches with the imagery how you go to your car at night if you've been downtown or in one of the huge parking lots. You you don't go to your car looking at your phone, especially at night. We've made what we call our pledge cards and it, we have um, a list of suggestions for what you do when you join Help Save the Next Girl. You trust your instincts. You never leave home without letting someone know where you're going. And, and those pledge cards are great in middle schools. Kids sign them. We've also had the insight in our nonprofit to um, help the advisors of all the clubs um, let the kids find new ways to help each other and there was a lovely time when at a big soccer tournament some of the kids had on help save the next girl shirts from their individual schools and they congregated and one of the kids who didn't know who we were said well what is help save the next girl and an adult was just about to go in and say well let me tell you the story and was stopped when it was other kids who said there was a young woman named Morgan Harrington and she she was uh, alone and you know if she had had friends with her and so that was a real insight for us that the peer to peer mentoring you know it's is so import- it, such is an important, so important
0: aspect right it's, so it's more impactful I,
3: yeah, so those are are some of I think our insights along the way.
0: Absolutely. It's, you know, the, it's it's very unusual and unique that you know, we have to keep changing things up and making it fresh and you know, it it's very good that you do have the resources to do that because we have to always be thinking of new things to appeal to people. Do, do, Delilah, what what comes to your mind as you're hearing this discussion right now?
1: it it just boggles my mind how such a small amount of people get so much done but it's a testament that to what Jill's doing and and the group and how important the impact is and one of the things that I would like for both of you to talk about is you know the medical clinic that you have in Africa and and your trips over there and and how you're even making an impact all the way over on a different continent. Continent.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I we work with um Orphan Medical Network International Omni and uh, I've been traveling to Zambia in Africa with Omni for probably 15 years and um, traveled there. Um, I work on the medical team. We have a school there. And Morgan uh, was really looking forward to, after she got out of Virginia Tech, to coming uh, to Africa with me with her friend Erin because they had helped me pack medical supplies and care kits for the students and heard the stories and seen the pictures. Um, It's really fulfilling work for me, and um, I, I love going there. Um, after Morgan was killed, um, I, the first, the first trip after Morgan was killed, um, people thought, well, you you know, this has been so hard for you, Jill, you, you probably aren't going to be going on the medical team. And I said, of course I am. You know, somebody killed my daughter, but in a very, um, apparent and immediate way, I can, save other kids in Africa you're darn right I'm going and um I I had a a really transformative experience that on about our second clinic there uh I was not as busy as usual in my wound care station and our team leader asked me if I would help transport a young mother and her um child who was very sick to the hospital Uh, the only vehicle we had at that point because we work in remote tribal regions was uh, our bus and so this young woman who was 20 and her mother and this uh, young child um, named Gift, little girl named Gift got on the bus and I was there and the drive to the hospital was about 45 minutes And probably about 15 minutes into uh, the the transport, um, baby gift became agonal and kept stopped breathing. And you could see the little black fingertips starting to turn white like pearls. Uh, She was basically moribund by the time we got to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, I was so pissed off at God for about forty eight hours. I mean, and I, I rarely get angry. I I was sizzling. I was so hot. And then I figured it out. I was angry because I had wanted to go and save kids and I was thinking, instead, God, you're letting them die on my lap? What the heck? Mm mm-hmm. what then I realized I had my daughter for twenty years. Gift's mother, baby Gift, lived only ten months. How dare I feel sorry for myself? I had twenty whole years of being a mother to Morgan. It was it was a real awakening for me on how to correct my own thinking. And and I think that that. That's what you must do If you believe there is good in every situation You have to be open And you have to be discerning And determined to find it You You have to Have have perspective on the whole
0: thing Right What's that You have to have
2: perspective on the whole thing Look at it sort of holistically Well I I find I'm getting better at um, Choosing my thoughts Mm -hmm. Um, because just like in a Help Save the Next Girl um, club, you want to give people ideas, and then the ideas change behaviors. Um, I'm getting better at editing my thoughts, and if I see a negative thought arising, like, you know, poor me, why did God make this happen to me, Um, and then realize that really in in that interaction I was the luckiest person there um it it's like uh it's kind of like um removing non native um species from a habitat that you know if, if you let those errant negative thoughts non native thoughts because they do not come from the wholeness that we are meant to be uh if you let those non native species um, get out of hand, it's you got a whole field of kudzu all over your
1: mind. And and I refuse to let that happen.
0: hmm
1: Well and I think also Joe, one thing that it was in the write up that Jane sent us about the fact that, you know, you're you're boxing T shirts and she quoted as I like my hand to warm every single shirt we send out with a prayer for safety and joy. And, I mean, just in speaking with you the several times that we've um, spoken together, there is an energy transfer there. You have a way that is unexplainable, that calms the spirit, that that opens someone's eyes to things that maybe they didn't see before in a different way. And I I just wonder how you feel about that energy transfer and, and what does it, how does it impact you because it does come back to you. Uh, I do
2: think, you know, again, I think that um, blessings are trying to flow. But in our humanness, we keep tipping them out of our hand because we want what we had before, which will never be. And if you insist on that as your response to a uh, a crisis or a challenge um you you will not be blessed cuz you can never recreate the past you have to move forward and reconfigure and uh, open and embrace uh something new and and right. i do think it's it's it has been helpful for people to see uh, you know we started out from dead from dead what you know you think you couldn't do anything you know from in in a rare uh moment of uh self-pity uh i was um in our living room and seeing my neighbors playing with grandbabies and and thinking you know i'll never have that and um poor me all i've got is this box of ashes and then i pulled myself up by the bootstraps and said you know what From ashes, you can make cinder blocks. With cinder blocks, you can build. And by golly, I took a handful of Morgan's ashes to Africa. We put them in the foundation. And we have the Morgan Harrington Educational Wing, a school at our site in Zambia, where hundreds of children are being educated um, in Morgan's honor. I mean, what a legacy. She wanted to be a teacher and never taught a single student. Yet more students are educated because Morgan Harrington lived once upon a time.
3: And Jill, in that same
2: vein, talk about the medical scholarship. Yeah, it it it's a, a similar thing. We so we have created Help Save the Next Girl, Morgan School in Zambia, and we have a memorial scholarship for Morgan at the Virginia Tech Carilion School of Medicine where Morgan's dad works as the vice dean. And Morgan actually worked with Dan the summer before she was killed and had, you know, a wonderful bonding experience uh, seeing her father in a professional setting. And it was so, it's such a gratifying time as a parent to see your children uh, in an adult relationship. They, they really had a ball together. Um, hmm. But in in a direct response from our injury of having our daughter murdered we are returning healers to our community and i love that i love that response to damage is we are exuding healing instead of remaining damaged yeah
0: it, it just seems like you know you have tentacles that you are reaching out in so many <clears throat> small or larger ways and um, it, it is amazing because some of these things just are a, a natural outgrowth and I wonder, um, can you tell us a little bit about um, some of the um, more current legislation that you have got passed that really is going to have an impact upon, upon young people and, and people attending
2: college these days and whatnot, Jill? Um we've we've passed several um, things in Virginia. Um, we've had the um, Governor declared missing persons Day in April um, in perpetuity in Virginia, which raises awareness about abduction and missing people. Um, we um, have a law that requires external reporting for sexual ac- assaults that uh, occur on college campuses. Um, Virginia uh, also has a law enacted um, after Morgan was killed that requires um, it's safe transfer, which requires um, a notation on uh, transcripts. Uh, if someone is dismissed for um, committing sexual assault, that their transcripts reflect that um, information um, uh, you may not know Jesse Matthew uh, was dismissed from one college here in Virginia for sexual assault and then was passed on to another college where he did the same. Well, that cannot happen any longer in Virginia. That's that's because safe transfer is required. I would love that to become national legislation. To me, it's really a no-brainer that, that uh, as a protective mechanism. A- and I do think that Again, that this is important um, locally, nationally, and globally, this issue. You know, we're um, becoming more um, aware of uh, the Me Too movement. You know, there, there are a lot of dead girls who were the forerunners, and they don't have a voice to participate in this movement. But nevertheless, we will make sure that their voices and their lives Um, matter and continue to have impact and resonate across the world Mm -hmm. What do you feel is um, either Jane or Jill
0: your your greatest means of outreach of of being able to build more chapters is it going to more college campuses to other places where um, young people uh, tend to congregate is it how? What's your most effective means of getting of getting the world out and just getting more chapters and more strength and people doing what what we've been discussing?
3: I'll speak to that a little bit. Um, sure. So social media is a great tool for us. Um, after Bill Cosby's um, sad um, experience, Jose, um, mm-hmm. we wrote an essay, and it was seen by 200,000 people. And uh, consequently, and and in that essay, importantly, we weren't just berating and railing and holding up flashing swords. We said, even in this, you know, th- there can be something useful. Mr. Cosby, speak out and stand up and tell us why. Show us how a predator became a predator. Tell us. Be useful to the society that you have preyed upon. 200,000 people read it, and we had so many people from different parts of the country say, it was shared hundreds of times, thousands of times. How can we have a chapter? So from extending ourselves constantly in response to current events, in response to Jill's legislative activism, people contact us we we have a busy um conversation all the time on social media also um we've learned how to make um psa's public service announcements both on radio and on television and it's jill's voice with compelling graphics and music and people see those on their local channels up and down the east coast and beginning somewhat nationally, or hear them as they're driving their children to school, and the parents contact us and say, "What can we do?" So, because we're out there, people come to us and say, "Let's do it again."
2: It 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 really is. It it is. The, I think we're past the tipping point that it is not mm-hmm. so much us um, right. creating um, buzz or interest that we're running to keep up with the interest that is coming to us because, again, it it becomes uh, self-perpetuating. You know, kids say, I've seen this Buddy Up t-shirt. What is Buddy Up? Buddy Up, stay together, stay safe. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's easy to remember. And actually our message is is going younger, which I think is fabulous. Most of the, uh, uh, not most, but a great uh, percentage of the newer chapters that we have are in middle schools. And the younger you um bring kids into this movement, um, the more likely they are to um, survive right so
0: it's not a hard sell whatsoever we people because of what's happening in society with so many different um violent acts and um immoral acts going on um like you say you you no longer have to to pitch the importance, it's like you say, self perpetuating, which is good. It I mean, it takes on a life of its own, um, and you're you're growing and yet you have sort of a, a a loose infrastructure and give them the autonomy to build the chapters the way they are. But am I correct then you're just there to kind of serve as advisors if they need some particular help or resources? Is that how it sort correct. of is? Correct. Yeah.
3: Jill, just yesterday you mailed out two more um, sort of uh, reinforcement kits with bracelets and uh, brochures and pens and uh, pamphlets. But, you know, um, Jill is so good at the open hand. She provides the tools, and she sees the timing for the tools. For instance, um, in Blacksburg, Virginia, in a middle school, Um, little 13-year-old Nicole Lovell um, uh, was murdered uh, two years ago. And before anybody asked her to, you know, Jill said, okay, um, I'm going to make breakfast and coffee and put it in that teacher's lounge for that week when uh, everybody is returning to the school that no longer has this student. And then I'm going to buy, Help Save the Next Girl is going to buy help save the next girl shirts. We existed in that school but after Nicole's murder, you know, that was a school of nine hundred kids. And Jill supplied the school so that every student had that shirt, then every teacher, then every bus driver, then every cafeteria worker, and some of the family's other siblings and people, um, you know, down uh, the street or in the trailer down the road, everyone had a shirt who wanted it, and that was a major industry. And you know why Jill did it? She said, because I want to teach those children that when one person Is gone when one girl is stolen from us we rear up on our hind legs now Nicole was gone but every student in that school because Jill equipped them with the tools to say so everybody in the community and especially the children saw we
0: are valuable and we protect each other so so impactful, you know, one like you you talk about small gestures and look how it just kind of multiplied and, you know, like you say, flourished and, and created that impact that you really do need. <clears throat> so um, you know, I'm just sometimes I'm at a loss for words because it's, it seems so very, very effective and and this is what this is what we need in our society and the fact that you're reaching down to younger and younger um students who are responding um you know it just gives me it it gives me more hope that um you know people are just not um stuck to their electronics and that they're they're seeing the world in the in the right perspective when bad things happen you know good things can come out people tell me that you know when i was uh, trying to uh sell sell my books about surviving homicide well a homicide isn't uplifting well, maybe the the actual act is not, but look at the good things that come out of it and this is this is your testament this This is truly what what you are doing. So you know with all of these things that you're doing currently, Jane, I think it might be um, a good time to to kind of tell us what's on the agenda for what's coming up in the future so that pe- people can can know and perhaps participate.
3: We have a documentary in progress being made in England, um, a release date I don't have yet, but very soon. Uh, Mm -hmm. In a couple of weeks, um, Jill has been asked, and I'm so, so proud of this. Jill has been asked by the State Sheriff's Association of Virginia to come be the keynote speaker, so we will be in Virginia Beach in a couple of weeks, and that means the sheriff of every county in the state of Virginia will hear Jill Harrington. And the knitting together and the clubs that will form from that, you know, that is so hopeful to me because if there's one legacy for the state of Virginia, and I hope for the nation, that the Harringtons have produced, it's that there is no longer distrust between news media, law enforcement, and victims' families. We are a collaborative team now, and we get a lot more done a lot faster. After that, we have um, a keynote at the College of William and Mary, which was my alma mater, uh, and I'm asked as an artist to talk about um, uh, art. Uh, It's a very wonderful event. A Hundred Years of Women at the College of William and Mary. Um, Only in 1918 did uh, William and Mary become the first public school in the Commonwealth um, to be co-ed. And I'm asked to give a talk about art. And a big part of my talk will be how art and Help Save the Next Girl have woven together and how, how it has mattered that we had images and responses that were visual. So I look forward to that.
2: Jane, what about what you just finished doing? That's what's ahead of you, but what what is in in the immediate rearview mirror? Yeah,
3: I'm excited, um, Delilah and Donna, um, because Mm -hmm. I just got back from uh, Tanzania. I was with Jill and June in Zambia, and I came back to Virginia, but then I flew again to Africa this summer, and I climbed um, the largest, the tallest freestanding mountain in the world, Wrote an essay about it, but um, it's 19,341 feet. But the greatest part of that is that we took the photographs of Morgan Harrington, of Heather Heyer, who was run down in Charlottesville, Virginia, of Nicole Lovell, who was murdered by the phone predator in Virginia, Mm
2: -hmm. and of
3: Alexis Murphy, who was uh, murdered in Lovingston, Virginia, five years ago and of my student, Annalee Marshall, who was president of Help Save the Next Girl uh, at Virginia Tech. We we took those photographs to the top of that mountain, and as it happened, as the gods would have it, um, we had a National Geographic uh, videographer there on our team of six who was just astonished by learning about Help Save the Next Girl and who was making a short film about uh, our getting the girls to the top of Africa. And, oh, my you know,
0: heart be still. It's well, amazing. Yeah,
3: exactly. And um, I I think, you know, um, the legacy, the, the positive legacy, you know, I, I think it, it's so true that there was a time when people, before Jill Harrington came on the scene, were afraid to talk about Um, their injuries in response to raped, abducted, murdered girls because it might be morbid. But I remember Jill Harrington turning to me and saying, morbid, morbid is not talking about it. And, you know, that completely transformed me. That was the injection I needed to understand that, in fact, we could and we did Write what we call the butterfly book that the Girl Scouts of America ask us to make a little beautiful, age appropriate um, brochure in purple and orange that tells Morgan's story to preschool kids and without any horror or morbidity to keep them safe. It is possible to educate our young people, very young people, positively to empower them. Not to scar them, and we have learned how. And
2: I, I, I think um, one a, a decision that we made um, is to be the face of it. Mm-hmm. And I think there has been some rela- w- which we had to do. We we needed to find the person who killed our daughter. So though we are had been private people, we needed to become very public people. Uh, to find a murderer and to save the next girl that he would inevitably kill. Um, I think that there has been some reticence to be the face of um, this kind of crime, to be the family of it, because there is kind of a bias that, or an implication that if your daughter was killed, she must have been a bad girl. And now why would people think that? And I figured it out a while ago that it's self-soothing that if you think that only bad girls get killed, then your daughter is going to be fine because your daughter is a good girl. And and I think to, to break that stereotype and to say, you know, our daughter was a good girl, we're good people, and yet this happened to us, this can happen to anyone, and to you know, invite people into the story, into our anguish, um, I think that was important work to do, and we continue to do that. And I do think we have um, eroded some of that um, um, wrong thinking about the topic of um, rape, abduction, and murder.
3: I think, too, that an injury like in poverty if you find yourself there and you have jill harrington's resilience and you do not sink in the quicksand of grief but instead you insist on saving the next girl and you insist on service you you come out with pearls like the ones you're hearing from jill and and we hear them when we travel to africa to do our medical mission work In Africa, there's a saying that reminds me of Jill's um, kind of transcendent uh, insistence on positive. That saying is, a poor man shames us all. In other words, if there's something in front of you that needs help, there's another saying I like that reminds me of Jill, this one from India. Every gift not given is lost, so don't not give.
0: Yeah, exactly. We we can all excuse me. We can all give um, in a myriad of ways, as you have eloquently um, demonstrated to us. And um, we have, I believe, about nine minutes or so remaining. Just to give you a little time check. Um, was wondering, can you tell us if people are interested in um, forming a chapter? What are the what are the, uh, you know, their bone requirements? there? What what do people need to do? They're listening to this and say, hey, you know, I want to be part of this. What do we need to do?
3: In rare um, cases, we have community chapters, um, Portland, Oregon, Chicago, Illinois, but usually our chapters are school-based. Um, okay. You know, we have a homeschool um, group in Greensboro North Carolina but mostly middle schools high schools um, universities and um, they need to go to helpsave the or they can write me at Jane at gmail.com and inquire and I immediately respond personally uh, and specifically uh, I write a letter uh, send a letter about what other chapters do. Um, what their responsibilities are. Again, we're not a manifesto, we're a movement. And you need uh, an advisor at a school, some teacher or teachers who um, will help you decide how often you meet and what you'd like to accomplish. We give examples of what schools do at different age levels, but you can think of your own good work. Um, And we need a few students to lead the movement and uh, off you go. Jill Harrington packs a welcome box of um, shirts and uh, all the things we've mentioned, our brochures, our writings, our cards, our pledge cards, our pens, our bracelets, to start them off so that they don't have to fundraise to be present. They can start as a visible, positive, united club. And we also uh, get the colors of the school and the mascot and we send a huge grommeted vinyl banner that identifies them that's seven or eight feet long, four feet tall, and they have it. They start as a unified, equipped group, uh, and that comes free from Help Save the Next Girl. So if your school doesn't have a chapter, please get in touch with us. We'll help you. Uh, And
0: it it seems seamless. It fits so well, you know, into that environment, and it, it just you know, there's there's so many reasons to have this because there's so so many um at at risk risk situations out there in our society. So, you know, my my hats off to you for for providing them with all the tools because then truly is there is no excuse when you you provide them all the tools and then they have the autonomy to be creative and do what it is that they that they. Um, Need to. Now, is there, then do you, you can, you uh, communicate with them through social media to find out what is it that this chapter is doing that's really cool and innovative and, and the chapter somehow uh, communicate and connect, Jane?
3: Exactly. We have in all chapters um, communication on um, the backside of Facebook Messenger, we have a lot of chapters who either write Jill letters and say, look what we've done, look what our club just did, look what we're doing next uh, month, or um, who post on social media. And you know, I really especially like it when it's club day and all the teachers who like to be involved, not just one advisor, but a bunch of dozens of teachers and then uh, dozens, sometimes uh, more than 100 kids in a club at a school, a small rural school, all have on their shirts, and half of them are young men because we say we need heroes who are young men and young women. We're all going to help save the next girl.
0: Wow, absolutely. We need to re- recruit the males as well, and that, that truly is so important, and that's something that's really not emphasized. Um, is there a way, just wondering when you talked about the PSAs, is there a particular um, media outlet where we would be able to go or those on the East Coast to perhaps listen to those? Or you know, are know available um, somewhere?
3: Um, I'll let Jill answer also, but um, all you have to do is Google or YouTube Help Save the Next Girl PSA, and you'll get okay. several. We have several national PSAs and um, you know, Google or YouTube, uh, Jill Harrington Buddy Up PSA mm-hmm. and, and you'll hear amazing uh and then they start to be spread on social media by different people who see the um the attraction of a compelling voice, you know. Yeah. Yes,
2: I think several of the PSAs are also on the website. Mm-hmm, so.
3: mm-hmm, yep.
2: Okay. Pretty easy to find. That, you know, I'm
3: that, I'm I'm okay. I'm Donna, I'm always um one of the touchstones for me about how uh, we are doing, um, how true we are as a nonprofit is the love that other victims' families feel for Jill Harrington, um, Alexis Murphy's family, you know, Heather's mama, Susan Bro, um, Nicole Lovell's mama, um, Tammy Weeks. They understand that Jill Extends needs nothing just wants to help and they become real advocates also because they know we are standing for the right reasons
0: right and just a a word with regard to that in general as we all age because we are of a certain age all of us on this radio show we you know you are creating this legacy but there are younger people that when we become of an age where we perhaps cannot carry the torch personally you you have built that confidence that there are others that can, can continue this legacy am
2: i right we we have created an unstoppable army you know we really um have empowered people and and given them the freedom to take the message where they choose it to go rather than hold it in and um, have a strict guidelines that it has to go our way. Mm -hmm. Um, We've catalyzed people to make it their own, and when you internalize a message and a movement, it it becomes uh, unstoppable. I think we've done that by enlisting people, to become um, determined and vehement about saving the next girl, protecting our young ones, yeah, yeah jill wow. Jill is not so much um though she
3: is founder and president, the sole leader as she is the capacitator, you know she mm-hmm. she says, "Here's the torch, let's be sure we're lit from the same fire, and then other people also carry that fire.
0: Yeah, and that in itself is very powerful because you feel like you know you're not being dictated to, and if oh if I break a rule or whatever, well there you you can create your own rules with it, so so long as it's within the mission, right?
3: And in fact, in fact, creative is the word uh, I use next to positive, most to describe this movement. You know, mm-hmm. I mean it's it's uh, people say, well, you know, could we go to the parking lots of? Um, apartment complexes and university towns and get permission to chalk our logo and our website there in the parking lot or on the sidewalk. The rain will wash it away, no harm. Yes, you could. We'd never thought about that. Do it, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, like I say, I, I guess the world is your oyster, and whatever you can imagine in a positive vein for this mission is, is is what you are saying, and I so um, endorse what you're doing, and if there's any way that we can assist you in the future to carry on the message as well to our listeners, you, you, you have you have my commitment, and so I, I thank you for that. One last question that I wanted to ask you, in in terms of content, was when you're talking about the legislation here, have you, your congresspeople in in Virginia are they? Amenable to carrying on some of the legislation nationwide have you gotten their ear Jill that they're going to um do try to do this in
2: congress i I need to get behind it and make that happen, but we've been kind of busy here so <laughs> when sure. when I'm, i I'm when busy. I look forward <laughs> that is something that I do want to pursue but just have have not had enough hours in the day to make that happen, but it's on my list. I'll get there soon. Well, I
0: understand. I was just inquiring so with that delilah um what what parting words might you have for this? I think this's been such an inspiring show. I'm fired up
1: <laughs> well, exactly that that was i was is what I was going to say is if anyone has listened to this show all the way through and they're not inspired to go outside of themselves and become part of a a larger community that needs you no matter what you, you might think, Oh, I can't do that. But every little piece helps every little part, every, everyone has a part to play in helping to save the next girl. Exactly. Yes.
0: So with that, we, we wish you well with the rest of your day and your, your board meeting and all of the important plans you have coming up. And all that I ask is that you please keep in touch with us because we want to continue to be in, in the loop. And thank you so much for what both of you do. Um, I, I am blessed to know you and be part of your circle how,
3: how could we not stay in touch with both
2: of you and the good work you're doing? We love you guys. It's been well, such a pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity to spend oh, this time together.
0: Our, our pleasure. So thank you,
2: thank you again.
0: And with that, we will be closing out our hour of Shattered Lights Radio. Please do pass along this podcast because we want to get the word out. And we'll see you next time. We need Justice and Delilah saying have a good weekend.